0: Welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa, where we review the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name is Ollie,
1: and I'm Kirsty. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. First first week back at work after uh, much time off is oh always god, a bit. Oh my god, it's
0: been a shock to their system. That's yeah, for sure.
1: It's not fun. So with solidarity with everybody else who went back to work after uh, lovely Christmas holidays and uh, New Year's and everything else, we're now back to normal. But that does mean back to weekly uh, Weekly reviews. pods. Yay! We've watched
0: three new movies in the last 24 hours, I've just realised, which is like really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's, that's true. a lot for us.
1: It is, we, we, we tend to, well, I tend to be uh, the the old familiar, you know, you've got your favourites that you watch quite regularly, I'm kind of Slip like that. Slip into a
0: comfy Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. or uh, something like that, I I'm, feel I'm <laughs> no, no I'm the same, I, uh, I'm, you know, I like watching new stuff but sometimes I fall into sort of like yeah let's just stick on something we've seen a million times before but yeah we saw Little Monsters so this is the part of the list that we've been like compiling like here's the new movies we should be watching for for 2020 yeah so not not canon list (laughs) so so far we've watched Body at Brighton Rock which was awful
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like it so bad so did I so did got I so mad at like I've never you know like we, we find this a lot in the horror genre anyway as you will know if you watch any kind of horror movies there will always be a an element of what the hell are you doing like oh, yeah. you absolute idiot and I just found myself thinking that a lot throughout this film know I realised that that's probably because it was intentional but it just became annoying but the thing
0: is it was intensified because it basically uh, followed one woman the mm. entire time. There was no one really around her. It's about her being in the wilderness and it was just, uh, an escalating, number of stupid mistakes just and choices that were just boggling my mind
1: series of bad and decisions
0: one of the worst endings mm, one of the most mm, i won't we won't spoil it because i would love for people to go and come back to me and say ollie here's what you missed here's why the ending makes sense." to me the ending was an absolute shocker um <laughs> yeah real I, I,
1: I read i read a few bits online where there were a lot of people that were just like
0: what? Huh? <laughs>
1: like, so you're not you're not the only one out there. Yeah, who I'm, just like, I'm glad to see that I'm in the majority are... in this case. <laughs>
0: uh, and then we watched Little Monsters, which was fine. I was not, you know,
1: I enjoyed it. No, it, it was it was cute. it was good.
0: It was fine. Yeah. Like I said, um, the my one, th- I didn't think it was funny enough. Mm. I think it was a few missed opportunities, and it was weird because I thought Josh Gad, who I normally am um, like, yeah, fine, Josh Gad He's good. I didn't think he was good at all in this i thought it was a really missed opportunity character hmm. like he was just so horrible yeah but not even a, it was like he was a fit like i wasn't like clutching my pearls or anything <laughs> but i was like this guy's just a dick and like there's no redeeming it's not likeable, like it's not no. like cartman where it's like it's got like a little bit of you know some although he's, he's not really got any redeeming coins either but
1: he's not evil enough for it to be like you know uh, Your happy Yeah villain.
0: like pantomime villain
1: Yeah
0: Yeah He was he was just nothing He was just like Wow this guy's a real arsehole <laughs> um, But not in a fun way But there yeah. you go So that's two um, And then We watched Ginger Snaps Which <laughs> is what we're reviewing this week yeah, On the pod
1: Number
0: 78 78 mm-hmm. So go on Tell us about Ginger Snaps Casey
1: Okay so uh, Ginger Snaps came out in 2000 Um and, it... and boy, does
0: it show <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. I think it was, you know, it would have been filmed in like late night. 90... I'm I'm basically gonna say that it's a 90s horror film because it essentially is yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, it's basically around like uh suburbia and like teens hating the world and you know, uh, high school and navigating all of that kind of stuff, but with added lycanthropy yeah so yeah werewolfy type stuff um yeah uh that's basically all we can say all we can say about it without like delving into the movie I guess But well I
0: guess I guess the thing to say is there's about two sisters Ginger and Bridget and they are goth up to the max yes they are goth in the I was gonna say Daria. Daria's not really a goth though no. is she No. Nope. but I wouldn't even say that these guys are like well no, now I'm kind of like, talking myself out of it. They're more just like super cynical Daria Gen X's. They're like, they should be in a in ghost world or something.
1: Yeah, they're, they're just like fascinated with death. Um, yeah, just like teens. I think like Bridget's 15 and Ginger's 16. And they just like hate everyone and like, you know, hate like the popular people. And it's, it's just all a bit like, ugh, they're so fed up with the... You know, the the types of people that they have to deal with every day, and they permanently hang around with each other and they talk about uh, how they're going to kill themselves and uh, stage these uh, really elaborate kind of um, suicide, yeah, suicide yeah, pacts. Yeah, and like photos and like death kind of
0: tableau. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, it's all a bit like, okay. Um,
0: and then at one point, uh, one of them, Ginger, I'd say one of them. Yep. Ginger gets uh bit while she is going through her first period. Yeah. And then she has uh she gets bitten by a werewolf.
1: Yeah.
0: And so... that's that. <laughs> and then basically, yeah. And comedy insu well, comedy doesn't ensue. <laughs> and then stuff ensues. Um I didn't like this film. I reckon you liked it.
1: I literally wrote down at one point, I can tell that Ollie does not like this film. (laughs) Was
0: it the point when I started uh, closing my eyes and falling asleep? uh, Because I felt like there was a pretty big sign that I did not like this film.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I would have, because I I think- I bet I know
0: what you're going to say. You're going to say, if I'd seen this when I was- x for real. years old this would have been my favorite movie for
1: real yeah like if i had watched this when i was like i think it would have came out when i was about 16 17 or something like that i think like it would have been my
0: Jam. favorite kind of film
1: <laughs> um but yeah uh i liked the idea of it i mean the whole like underlying theme of it was kind of cool it was like Puberty running in line with the transformation into werewolf. <laughs> Puberty kind equals of thing. werewolf. Yeah, but it was like the way that they did that was quite clever. So it was, you know, like she she says, "Oh, you know, like I've got I've got the curse, which is, you know, like the uh, one of the terms that people have been known to use for uh, the lady's menstrual cycle,
0: the menses."
1: <laughs> and um, yeah, so she, you know, like she. Th- that happens and then she uh immediately gets bit by the werewolf so you know we're trying to work out like uh they're trying to work out together like what is related to that and what is related to her transformation into a potential transformation into a werewolf and um and yeah then uh you know there's another part where like she infects another she infects a guy by having sex with him so in this case it's sexually transmitted which is not something that we've seen in yeah well they they try
0: and like mess around with the with the myth of it like they go through this whole thing about how silver has no effects despite Mm. what hollywood would have you believe Mm -hmm. like she pierces her belly button with like a silver ring and it does nothing um and also the, the, the werewolf that infects her right at the start of the movie doesn't die you know through some uh, magic or something like that it literally just gets hit by a, a delivery van yeah was it delivery no like a gardening van but yeah. that's it like, so they're obviously playing around with kind of like the mythos of the of the werewolf. They're trying to update it. and
1: Yeah, well, they put a little bit of, I thought they put a bit of a vampire spin on it where it was like, I'm sexy now and like, <laughs> you know. Sexy
0: werewolf. Yeah,
1: like, no one can resist me and all that kind of thing. And then, like I said, you know, she infects the other guy and then it manifests itself in him where um he gets like, uh, a huge outbreak of acne as well as the werewolfing thing so for him really, it's the puberty didn't, thing didn't
0: notice the acne yeah thing. i guess that, I and, guess that and, makes and,
1: sense yeah and they're like speaking to the school nurse about it he's like very bluntly explaining the uh the like uh menstruation and stuff which i thought was kind of funny and then they have you know like they're like well what about pain and like pain in your back and and hair uh, hair hair in weird places and she's just like oh yeah this is totally normal and so they're they're all just trying to work it out for themselves
0: but for me the thing is that can only take it so far like i i've seen you know read a couple of reviews online where it's sort of like that were written at the time where it's like oh this is a a great new take on the werewolf mythos, mythos like where they're basically linking it between uh, you know werewolf change and puberty which is kind of like a well trodden sort of like vampire vampirism equals you know whatever you want to say it equals mm. Um uh, but then they just it, it's t- for me in this movie it's way too sort of it literally happens at the same time it's like she gets her period and literally two seconds later yeah. she gets bitten by a werewolf yeah. and I'm like okay guys you're kind of hitting us over the head with this whole uh puberty equals werewolf thing <laughs> i was like you know let's let's throttle back on it a little bit let's make it a little bit less kind of obvious let's but but no it really wasn't it was just uh right up in your grill and there was no <laughs> kind of oh maybe it could mean no it was just like right out on front street this is what it means you can't have another take on it. This is the this is the only gospel take you can have. So yeah. I don't know. For me, it was good. It was you know um, quite an imaginative way to to do it, taking inspiration obviously from a bunch of uh, vampire movies that have come before. But at the same time, it needs more than that. It needs yeah. more than that. Just one idea.
1: Yeah. I mean like you said, you know, they they did go through the the different parts of like the moon cycle which obviously is, you know, tied in with like menstrual cycle and all those sorts of things. And um like yeah, just uh, the whole transformation trope is quite cool because, you know, we see that in like other werewolf movies and things and they they obviously pulled a little bit. Do you think they pulled a little bit of like the, you know, the final transformation because the film goes through um, uh, all the sort of weirdness like leading up to the date, but like it's only on in like the final final act that we see Ginger as like the full werewolf. Like up until that point, she's just been like slowly creeping up towards it. Yeah. So um yeah so you get to see like the weird transformations which we do see in other horror in, in other werewolf movies yeah and I, stuff did, where... I did
0: feel kind of cheated that we didn't get that i understand it's like a low budget i think it was like six million dollars canadian which is i don't know like a buck, <laughs> buck 50 but but you know i felt like i was kind of robbed of that real classic werewolf transformation sequence you know the howling American Werewolf... Um... I mean, nothing
1: can touch American Werewolf. No, no, they, of I course think, not. But... but
0: at the same time, yeah. Yeah, there was... Oh, there was a little bit when she was in the back of the van. Yes, yeah,
1: so that was what I thought was quite... Yeah. They, were, they were taking it from American Werewolf it's because just... it was just flashes but of... But may,
0: maybe it was... I don't know. Maybe, like you said, it has to be real iconic to kind of like live up to those two movies. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Maybe maybe I'll be a bit harsh on it there. It did, they did the best with what they could. Yeah. For me, the most... The thing that bummed me out the most about the werewolf thing was um, Ginger's sort of like second to final form when mm. she was like when she went to the when she goes to the party and tries to have sex with uh, with generic nineties <gasps> sort of but bo- who is that? Because I was like he could have been the neck okay. the handsome neighbor from Sabrina. Clarissa explains it all. Any of those like was, Blossom, no, <laughs> Sister no. the Sister, the Moesha.
1: No, the way I saw it was that Sam, who is the like the main guy who sort of helps them to try and work out what's going on and everything else, was basically JD from heathers like christian slater's character from heathers and then turned into a good guy so he was like the jerk drug dealer kind of guy at the beginning who's too cool for school always got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth or behind his ear he's got the curtains you know he's got that look um and that attitude and but you know they all still like really fancy him mm. and it's all that level of like popularity at school and everything as well and it just really struck me like you know they were really going for that like there's a lot of Heather's kind of stuff yeah. going through it with it like high school popularity and bitchiness and all of that kind of stuff I feel like it's just never well. elaborated
0: on any of that stuff enough it didn't have anything like pertinent to say it was like oh cool kids are mean and I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't know uh. for me it- and they were like oh these these cool kids they're all just like uh, sheep and they follow this and I was like all I, all I could think was well the goth kids in this are exactly cookie cutter goths from every mm. sort of like old girl movie from the 90s and 2000s I was like there's nothing different about these guys yeah, that makes me yeah but maybe they
1: thought that was what was going to be able to give them the you know that familiarity and like that people were going to like it because of that do you know what I mean
0: well yeah but it doesn't exactly make for like really interesting viewing if it's uh, like character types you've seen like a dozen times before yeah, in better movies like i said it's no heathers it's not as funny as heathers um, it's not the
1: craft it's not no really, no it's not really got it but um i i spent a lot of my time trying to work out if they were going for dark comedy well, or they whether were, they were going but, for seriousness and the serious that, bits were making me laugh.
0: Because here's the thing: some of the some of the bits in it, I I'm not going to say I laughed. I did like the, an internal tick of of a laugh. You know what I mean? I was like <laughs>
1: that. That mm,
0: amused that, me. That amused me exactly. <laughs> so like when they had to like tape her tail to her <laughs> leg, I thought that was funny. I thought they I were also trying to
1: do it seriously. though.
0: No, definitely not. And also there was what was it when they had to. Um, so they kill one of the popular girls Mm. which is also a terrible scene they kill one of the popular girls and then they put her in the freezer and then she freezes to the side of the freezer so they have to kind of like chisel her out which I also thought was quite funny When like that to like chip her fingers off with a she, with a screwdriver.
1: Was she literally in there for like yeah. half an hour or something? Yeah. That freezer is fucked then, isn't yeah, it? I was <laughs> say. It's
0: just, you was, might want to get some defrost on that. She
1: was entirely frozen into it. But yeah, that, that part was like kind so, of funny. So like I said,
0: there were some funny parts of it, but for me, if you're trying to go for like uh teen dark comedy horror, it needs to be more horror, it needs to be more dark comedy. Um and also needs to explore those like teenage themes a little bit. Like I said, I I understand like they had that sort of like um uh sort of like menstruation kind of angle to it, but it didn't go deep enough into any of the other kind of sides to it. It didn't wasn't kind of teeny enough. It didn't have anything like new and fresh to say about like the the high school experience. Mm. The only thing, like I said, the only thing that I think was really kind of unique about it was the werewolf uh, kind of going through puberty kind of analogy. But even then, like I said, that's stolen from a bunch of different vampire movies. All they did was just replace werewolf with vampire. And yeah. that's that.
1: No, I don't, I, I don't know whether that part was kind of stolen, like the puberty kind of side, uh, side of things. But it was more that they made it, you know, like... Every other werewolf film is like, werewolves are disgusting, the transformation is disgusting, it's meant to be horrifying, the thought of being out of control of your body and all that kind of stuff. But then when she is like part werewolf, and she's enjoying it, but she's still in mostly human form she becomes you know this like oh i'm like super sexy and you know like uh really into it and everything and so it's like really seductive and really tempting and all of that kind of thing which is very vampire rather than werewolf yeah. that was the sort well, of that's i was what thinking I was, one
0: of the points i, tro- I was going to bring up earlier on but then i feel like we got sidetracked a bit i felt like her her look was way more vampire than werewolf mm-hmm. when she was in her kind of second to you know i mean like her penultimate form she looked
1: exactly like the where sorry the vampires in buffy yeah that sort of
0: ridge nose brow
1: and like like, yeah the nose and like the teeth are there and everything she literally looked like a vampire uh from buffy so i was like is that what they're trying to go for or i didn't know you know, like, it would have come in, like, when Buffy was, like, a few a few years in, a few seasons in. Because it started, like, late 90s. So yeah. So I don't know whether that was what they were going for. Well, I'm like, well, you're kind of crossing your, like, inspirations yeah. here. And I don't know whether that felt like it. It was great, but I don't know. Like, in every other thing, you know, we have, like, a little bit of a, what the hell's happening to me? You know, like, what's happening to my body and everything? Which is where they've got that parallel with the whole puberty thing. But in other movies you have I don't know do you have like multiple transformations and they're trying to you know like they disappear and then they reappear in their human form and they don't know what they did and you know like they're still trying to sort it out before the next full moon shows up or what like
0: yeah I think so I think there's yeah like in American Werewolf like spoilers for anyone who's not seen that movie (laughs) but we'll review it later on like You know, he transforms and then transforms back, like, Mm. within the movie. It's not just, like, the very first time he transforms is the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, it just didn't... It didn't scare me. It didn't make me laugh enough. It didn't, sort of, like, have enough new stuff to say. Um, One thing I would say, though. Earliest Good Boy Award. Oh, my God,
1: so many good boys.
0: And I'll tell you Uh...
1: what...
0: we, me and Kirsty both looked at each other and laughed so hard when Baxter first because I was immediately tried to think of an excuse of what had really happened to him and because he's sweet
1: like that he tries to tell me when I try when... to
0: lie to Kirsty and <laughs> tell her that, that, that the dog's not really dead the one I came <laughs> up with this time was, was that he was in a hot dog eating contest and that's <gasps> why all those hot dogs were spilling out of him wow. and that he had ketchup all around his mouth as well
1: okay good good, good. good one and you you were actually laughing <laughs> thinking of
0: this i was just thinking of the hot dogs coming out i was like <laughs> um but oh, yeah dear. i i really there, I, were, I, there
1: were many good boys i mean that was like the the basis of it they were like oh there's this weird thing happening like there's a lot of, there's a lot of dogs that are turning up dead and whatever and they're like oh there's this like wild animal around and then and then it turns yeah out there to were a lot won. of like
0: threads that were dropped like it seemed for a minute like it was kind of like a weird like community secret because yeah. I thought for a minute they were going for, um, like, it isn't suburbia. The, it, suburbia is the the real weird thing, you know what I mean? Like, so the idea of a suburban lifestyle, that's where the real freaks are. Um, I thought it was going to be something like that, like it was a, like a closely guarded community secret. Because they were like, it's got my dark, you know what I mean? And I yeah, thought, so okay, it so it happened so many times before. And then everyone just went back to normal, like nothing had happened. So Which I was is- just like...
1: What's what people in suburbia? It's like the the whole like what they have in movies and TV shows about suburbia is that like that happens, yeah. And then they they just up the neighborhood watch
0: meetings and so like I said, (laughs) so so there were lots of like weird plot points they seem or ideas that they seem to sort of like throw out and then drop. I was so convinced, so convinced, and tell me if you thought the same that their family was werewolf already and that the mum was going to be sort of like, you know, doing all this sort of rubbing of the knee and sort of like, oh, well, you're just going through the change and this sort of this sort of thing. And then it was going to be revealed at the end, especially when the mum turns up at the end and seemed to be so sort of like, I'm about to get involved in this plot for real now. Yeah. And I'm going to blow up the house and kill your father. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> all just run away together. I was like, oh, they are so a family of werewolves. Yeah. like and then all of a sudden mother disappears never heard from again i was like this is weird why would they it seems like they set that up yeah for it to be to for it to become a thing there are like part 2 and 3 of this though right there's there's like a trilogy of these movies
1: so what happened was this was like super successful and they were like oh shit we better jump on this but then managed to do 4 years later so i don't know whether it was like a sort of delayed uh, people started to get excited about it after it was shown on TV a whole bunch and like then it, it gathered more interest and more following. Um, but 2004 they filmed back to back uh, two movies to go along with it. So one of them is a sequel
0: mm-hmm. so it's
1: um, uh, Ginger Snaps Unleashed or Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed depending on where you are um, and then the other one is uh, Ginger Snaps Back The Beginning. Okay. Okay. So I was going into it. I was thinking, well, I didn't really enjoy this film, so I'm not. It's not likely that I'm going to watch the other two. So did what everyone else ever does and go straight on Wikipedia and reads the entire plot. Both of them sound even worse than this one. Really? Yes. So the first one, like you know, we quite like an origin story and everything, right? Mm. This one actually goes all the way back to I think like the 19th century or something like that, but still has Bridget and Ginger as sisters. In that time, in a completely different story, but still involving werewolves.
0: Time travel? Or just no, like, no, they're just no. playing different characters? No, but
1: they're like the exact same okay. characters. Like, not time traveling, but just people who were born in a different time, but just happened to be sisters, played by the same actresses. With the same, with the same, same names.
0: With the same sort of like you know i really gothy, don't think they'd be like, like
1: indifferent kind of thing but oh, like, yeah, like, like yeah. edgar
0: Allan poe yeah. acolytes see that to me sounds kind of funny but but yeah. in a totally goofy way what about the second one is the second one like a pre a sequel mm. where second, it continues one's a, on? second
1: one's a sequel where uh spoilers if you well you you obviously you're watching or listening and hopefully you've watched it already because we've probably already spoiled it a bit but the second one is uh ginger is dead uh, Bridget is in a uh, like a mental institution, and uh, she is making notes of the fact that, like, because she mixed her blood with ginger at the end, um, that she is uh, keeping notes, like she was in this film where she was keeping notes of the dates and where the full moon was, and reading up and doing research and everything like that. She's keeping notes of her tra- her own transformation. So she's like cutting her hand to see how quickly she heals. And uh, how fast it's it's sort of progressing. Yeah. And then there's just a whole bunch of uh, I can't even remember. It's a whole mess of stuff that goes on. And uh, there's someone else in the hospital who's visiting someone or whatever, and they get involved. And then there's well, uh, I don't even know. I, okay, I, so nothing about it grabbed to me. Nothing at about all.
0: Okay, that's lame. Like <laughs> I said, I really would have loved if it was like, oh yeah, from. We came, we came from the old country with the you know what I mean like the werewolf yeah. curse and then we've been spreading no nothing like that I was like oh lame
1: that would have been good like, like you said you know when they were sitting in the car and she was talking to her about it and the fact that she's been so sweet and understanding and everything you know like a real sweet mum like you know she's she's going through some tough stuff and you know uh and and no matter how awfully she's treated by her teenage children which i'm sure we all feel a little bit guilty about being complete jerks to our mothers when we were uh when we were that age but she is still just like sweetness and light and supportive and you know always saying you know i'm here if you need to talk and all that kind of stuff so yeah, it it made sense that when they were having that heart to heart in the car and everything, and she was just like, you know, we'll blow, we'll blow this town, we'll make a fresh start. Everyone in this town wants to leave. I don't know whether that was intentional or whether it just ended up happening, but like, the mum wants to leave. Ginger and Ginger and Bridget were like, we'll we'll just leave. Um, Sam and then Sam leave. was like, I'll leave with you, Bridget, and <laughs> everything else. And it's just like, well. Are they making a comment on the fact that like living in the suburbs is awful, or did they just run out of ideas and they're just getting everyone to be like, let's just leave, let's just blow this place? You know, yeah, I,
0: li- uh, I didn't really get it. Another another thing that's just occurred to me as well—they come up with a cure for it. They do, and that plot line sort of like
1: I kind of like that was the bit. That,
0: oh, that bit was like one of my most hated bits. I liked
1: I liked the idea of it where they were like I, I like you know I like anything where they start like harking back to like. Um, ancient ritual yeah, type it made,
0: stuff, but it made no sense. It was like, oh, the reason that this might work is because it has the word Leica in the yeah t- in it's the name. Bane, yeah, but like, I was like, is it okay? That's enough, is it? That's enough for us to, from that information, we can divine that mm. this is going to be the cure for werewolfism, and then also werewolfism, and, but then also, it just goes nowhere because it ends up not playing a part in the in the finale or anything like that.
1: Well, I, it kind of does in that they they were like, right, you know, like I've I've cooked up this batch, and I, I kind of like that bit as well where they were doing it was almost like an ancient ritual. There was like candles and they were like distilling like essence of flowers and like burning it and you know like mixing it with alcohol and all that kind of stuff. It, it was kind of ritualistic. Then it became more like the ritual uh, in uh, in Pulp Fiction where he's like preparing the yeah, like intravenous it up. drugs and yeah. stuff. Um, Uh, But it didn't really explain that she had more of it back home until she said she's got more of it, I've got more of it back home. Because they go to the party at Sam's greenhouse uh, to try and trap Ginger and then to try and get her back home. And it's only then that Bridget explains, oh, I've got more of this stuff back home because she's tried it on another guy and it worked. Like, it, it seemed to get rid of the... Um, lycanthropy or you know werewolf uh, side of him, but then yeah, we didn't know until that point. Like they could have used a tiny little bit of exposition earlier on and been like, you know, oh I've got I've been making more or I saved a bit or you know I did that or whatever. See, that
0: didn't bother me. It was it was more just the fact that it at the end of the day it did the same thing as a fucking knife did. Yeah, you know what I mean. In terms of like. Plot devices that end the end the reign of terror, mm. it basically did the same thing. And I was like, I don't know, it just didn't really do anything. I'm just bummed out on this movie. Yeah, I, I
1: don't mean... know if I was
0: in the if I was in like totally the wrong mood for it. Mm. Um, I just felt like nothing was making me laugh, nothing was getting me scared, nothing was making me interested in what the characters were going through. I don't know, I just was not feeling it at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. Like I said, it was a clever idea. Um, It just felt like it went on too long. Um, It was just a little bit like, ugh. And like, you know, when they get to the end and she's literally got, you know, like knife in one hand, syringe in the other, her like fully transformed werewolf sister is heading towards her. And, you know, she accidentally, because she gets jumped on, accidentally like manages to drive a knife into her ribs. And she's lying there like breathing and breathing and obviously still alive and everything like that if you loved your sister and were so connected to her as we have been led to believe throughout this entire film you would run over immediately and plunge that like uh yeah. wolfsbane into her to try and get her to survive to try yeah, and i get didn't it really to understand
0: work. why she didn't the ending for me was awful
1: yeah but <laughs> then like i thought that Even if she didn't do that, like, she could have, like, injected it into her, could have had her transform into her human form And then take it to the hospital? Yeah, and then either take it to the hospital or she, you know, gets, like, you know, her... I thought that they were going to play up the whole... um,
0: Oh, she can heal herself because
1: they she can heal herself, but then also like i I kept thinking cry wolf throughout the entire thing because all of the they they use it as a plot point a lot like where they're you know they create these um gory photos of themselves and their deaths and things like that and as like art projects and stuff they cover up the fact that they've killed the the uh, popular girl by lay like moving her body and laying down in the pool of blood and pretending that it's fake blood. Um, and all of this kind of stuff and I really thought that they were going to be like um, at various points where Ginger was injured or you know like something had happened or whatever that like when they really did need help no one would believe them because they were permanently like messing around with gory death stuff
0: yeah that could have been interesting yeah so I thought
1: uh, and it would have been a good play on the whole crying wolf thing so what did
0: you think they meant with the end do you feel like there was any deeper meaning to it? I feel like I couldn't divine what it was at all.
1: To what her just lying on, just her.
0: lying with her because at the beginning what was it they were talking like if what is it dead by sixteen or De- dead in the scene?
1: Yeah, dead by death by sixteen, uh, but together forever or whatever it was, and it was like this pact that they had that they were going to die together. Um, and then, but then, they,
0: but then they didn't die together. Yeah, and... but she
1: said that, didn't she? Like Bridget was like, "I'm not, gonna I'm, not this... I'm not going to die in this room with you." So she's made the decision that like life is worth living for whatever reason. So when she was actually faced with death. And the idea of it and everything, she loved the idea of it. But when she was actually faced with like gross de- dead stuff, yeah, like she you couldn't saw, go through with yeah, it. well, you saw, Gin- okay. you saw Ginger I with st- the dog. I still
0: feel like this, like I don't
1: know. Yeah, like Ginger with the dog earlier in the movie, she really wasn't that bothered by it. So obviously, she's more like that. Um, with Bridget, she was grossed out by it. She was grossed out by a lot of things. She's a lot more nervous. She's a lot less confident than Ginger. I think she just goes along with her. Um, and she doesn't have that much of a um, you know strong belief in it in the same yeah. way as uh, in the same way as Ginger does. So um, yeah, and then she just suddenly realised like after all that. I don't really want to die.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like there was no, for me, there was no catalyst which made me to, be- which, which led me to believe that was the case. There yeah. was no sort of like transformative experience for her that made her think life's yeah. so worth living now. If anything, I would have thought she'd be like, oh yeah, now I definitely want to kill myself. Yeah. Because my, my best friend and sister is, is dead. Yeah. And I killed her. Yeah. And now I definitely want to die. Yep. I don't know. Like I no. said, it just didn't nothing about the ending resonated for me, or it seemed to make any kind of, you know, emotional sense. It yeah. just seemed to be, well, this is a thing we could do. <laughs>
1: um, but um, the the thing, one of the bits that surprised me that I wrote down, I was like, really? Um, it just it was only one hour and forty eight minutes long, mm-hmm. and it felt a lot longer, which is not good.
0: Because well, like I said, I, would... I did have like a two or three minute nap in the middle of it somewhere, so maybe it broke <laughs> it up a little bit. But, um... Yeah, it didn't,
1: didn't do it for me, but like, yeah. I think this just might be the first
0: like... of the movies we've watched so far that I might have fallen asleep in. Wow.
1: And you're not even that tired at the nice. moment. Nice. So...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, uh, apart from that, like...
0: There's just not a lot to say about this movie.
1: Yeah. I mean... It's like... just
0: a bit... Meh.
1: Yeah, well, like we said you know like it has got like a crazy cult following and I knew a lot of people who really enjoyed How? it again. How
0: does this movie then, have a crazy cult following? I
1: don't know whether it's because of like when people watched it. I think it, it. that's
0: the only thing I can think it is just like people of a certain age watched it at just the right time culturally mm. and they're now obsessed with it. I'm mm. like for me those characters were so obnoxious like yeah. it was for me it's almost like in that I know you and me argue about this all the time like Fight Club like I fucking hate Fight Club I think it's so cheesy um, but it's to me it's like oh, I'm so angsty and I was just like this is so fucking lame it just makes me think back and cringe on the worst things that me and maybe some of my friends used to do when we were that age and it just makes it oh, makes God. me hang my head in Deep shame. We
1: all did it. Yeah, We've I know, but I
0: don't have any. I don't look back on those times and think, "Yeah, that <laughs> was awesome." <laughs> I just think, "What a little pisher!" <laughs> I would love really have to fucking slap that kid. But yeah,
1: if you are like. Absolutely screaming uh at us right now. Please come and find us on Facebook and Instagram at Behind the Sofa Podcast and just let us know what you love about this film and more importantly, how old you were when you first watched it. Because we want to see whether that is actually uh, a contributing factor to the popularity of this. Interestingly, um both Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins. So Catherine Isabel played Ginger and emily perkins played bridget and both of them have been in multiple episodes of uh supernatural so i don't know whether younger supernatural fans kind of found that out and decided to watch it and that kind of added to extra popularity well i guess we
0: could ask charlie who was on the phantasm episode and then see because i know she's a big supernatural fan right
1: I believe so.
0: So yeah, I, have I feel to like. Ask? I th- I'm I'm so certain that she's a supernatural <laughs> fan. Okay. So Charlie, if you're listening to this and just weeping into your ginger snaps T-shirt right now <laughs> about how how could Ollie and Kirsty <laughs> have done you so wrong, uh, then get in touch and let us know because at the moment I don't get it. I do not get it. Um well I guess I'm I've really have you got any facts
1: because
0: um, I just, just need I like, need this to be over.
1: yeah I mean uh, they, someone have made the connection that like at different points uh, during Ginger's transformation Bridget was wearing like sort of furry clothes and stuff like one of the coats she was wearing I noticed like when she's hugging her in the bathroom when she's about to like try and cut her tail off or whatever she's wearing like a grey fur jacket and people have made the thing that like you know she was try still trying to be like as connected as possible with her sister mm. and then decides to do the for whatever reason i still don't understand why she's like right okay i'm gonna be a werewolf too apart from her just wanting to be so much like her sister but mm. then that's in complete contrast to the whole i don't want to die i actually want to live now
0: yeah that's kind like of, that thing. Just, the ending yeah. of the song said. the makes no sense <laughs>
1: um Because of when this came out, so this was 2000, so it would have been being filmed throughout. I think it only took like eight weeks, six to eight weeks or something like that to film. Um, But it would have been around the time, very, very close to the time, just after uh, Columbine um happened so the columbine school shootings which was 99 (laughs) columbine
0: shooting is not something i thought was going to get brought up on this podcast. no no
1: i'm not gonna we're not gonna go into great detail about it but like i I think because they were when they were trying to pitch it for getting funding um they had quite a bit of difficulty because of the instances of like high school violence bullying you know like uh, like all sort of nastiness and things like that so they were worried that it would be in in poor taste after such an event, I've,
0: so... I've got a question for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, was the soundtrack, like a soundtrack...
1: Oh, my God, yeah, the soundtrack soundtrack came out on uh, Roadrunner Records.
0: I was going to say... Nostalgia. I, I was going to say, was this... This sounded like it was your... Did you, like... Were any songs in there, like, mm. these are songs I listen to?
1: Let's have a little look. I heard one, like, there's one point where uh, Sam drives up in his van and uh, is very much, like... I know this song, but I don't. I can't put my because um, I was I trying can't to put think if it was right. like
0: because there were a bunch of movies out around that sort of time. Was it like Jawbreaker? Like it had uh, like a that had like a soundtrack that people fucking loved and like the I oh know the
1: complete, I still love Jawbreaker. C- completely different movie, but Jawbreaker. like the
0: Matrix had that like yeah, super oh iconic God. soundtrack that people your ilk. Would love.
1: Ah, yeah, no. So they had it had like um, glass jaw on there, kill switch engaged, uh, soul fly, fear factory, Machine Head, hate breed. Yeah, well, they would have done the same thing as they did with a lot of different films, where they had, where they would have had a couple of them, and that would have been through like all of the people who were on Roadrunner or roadrunner adjacent at the time so we would have been able to have a couple of them and then just fill up the rest of the album with songs that were either on the credits I or didn't hear any playing machine vaguely head or in the Fly or any of that
0: stuff on there
1: yeah so um yeah it had like Cradle of Filth in there as well what?
0: And, yeah are you sure this is the, yes. the original yeah. one?
1: soundtrack released on roadrunner records yep wow
0: okay mm. I didn't hear any of those yeah
1: so yeah it it was just it was something that they that they would do a lot like back in the like late 90s early 1000s where they would just find something that was like a weird no matter how separated from the actual theme it was they were just like if we can stick an album together with a yeah. whole bunch of songs on it and market it to angry teens we're gonna do it so yeah. I think that's what they did here um but yeah
0: another any, yeah any more facts
1: final fact that I quite liked was uh someone who turned down the part for ginger
0: no lindsay lohan would have been way too young yeah um
1: you'll never get it no no. okay go on famous i mean relatively famous redhead from something that we've attempted to watch for you recently
0: oh my god Mm. um you'll never get it it. no
1: natasha leon oh really so, Natasha Lyonne okay, from, from, Russian, from doll Russian Doll and from Orange, and Orange is the New Black, Black um, as Ginger. I can't quite see it myself. Well, at
0: least she would have been funnier. Yeah. There's but, nothing really wrong with either of the main no, actresses no. in this movie. Like They were both totally fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, maybe she would have been funnier. Do you reckon she would have been funny even back then? Yeah. I don't know. She's, she's, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, she was in like, she's I think, a, she's, I'm trying to remember she's, when, she's when that came She's a comedian out. as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember when it came out, but she was in, like, But I'm a Cheerleader, which is, uh, like, a ridiculous film, but it's it's kind of funny.
0: Um, well, there you go. Yeah. I think we've said just about all that can be said yeah. about, about this
1: movie. <laughs> um, so please, please let us know if you love it, if you hate it, if you have the same questions as us um yeah just come and find us um at behind the sofa podcast on facebook and instagram um and uh you can also go if you really want to watch it yourself or rewatch it if it's been a while you can go to tinyurl.com slash watch ginger snaps and it has a trailer and the full movie on there so well, yeah we, and, uh, we spoil you yeah, by giving do. you
0: shit movies to watch <laughs> um well that's that's all i can really stomach of this what's coming up next week
1: <laughs> next week you will be so delighted, and I'm not being sarcastic here. So we have number 77, came out in 1979.
0: Um, Is it The Fog? It is The Fog. The Fog.
1: So John Carpenter's The Fog. So I have seen this. I've not seen this. You have this. not seen this, so I'm I l- so excited.
0: I love, Um, the thing is like my, I th- in my top two or three, probably, ah. We so, we watched
1: the prequel, didn't we? Oh yeah, we watched the prequel as well.
0: <laughs> that sucked dick as well. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. It was awful, oh, really awful. Yeah, truly, truly. I wasn't. Here's the thing: I'd heard it was awful, and then I don't know, maybe it had, had some renaissance, and all of a sudden people were like reevaluating the thing, and I was like, oh okay, maybe. And I'd heard a lot of people say it's not actually as bad as you think.
1: Mm. And I
0: thought, okay. I love I love the original thing so much that it that let's give it a go. Oh my god, it sucked so hard. Yeah,
1: it was not good. It was just I think at one point you turned to me and you went, Kirsty, this is not the thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looks it was like so true. It's almost I'm sure there's an analogy in there somewhere about how. It had taken over the image of the thing, but it wasn't really mm. but you know all I can that's just giving it too much credit. it just sucked it yeah. was some terrible was cGI good. and the and the the alien acted nothing like the alien from the original movie um there was way too it was way too actiony as well. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, no
1: yeah,
0: what have you done to it? yeah the only part I really liked. Was when they then they did a Rogue One and they went straight into the beginning yes. of um, uh, like I'd say Star Wars: A New Hope, but they went straight into the into the beginning of the uh, the John Carpenter thing. That was about one. of the, There was one or two monster designs I liked as well, but even the way oh my god the work the thing that uh, sorry now we're going to just review the the, the remake Same of, for the, the price of one the prequel for the thing. Well, we kind of um, dragged
1: out. Uh, the ginger snaps review yeah, as the, far as we could yeah, possibly
0: yeah um the worst one of the worst things for me was they set up this thing quite nicely where they drill into the ice and they extract a tiny little sample from the alien and I was like oh my god that alien thing that the cells from that are gonna like grow and they're gonna become a new alien and blah 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 no the the original alien literally just jumps out of the like jump scares and bursts through the top of the fucking ice block I was and like oh god this is, my... this is not the this is no subtlety whatsoever no
1: we we were, the one of the only bits that uh, or one of the bits that kind of bugged me in a way but like they obviously just tried to think what they could do was um, you know the the classic bit that I love, like tension-wise, for um the for the original thing or not the original thing because that's yeah, the yeah. thing from oh, the world. We the John Carpenter thing, yeah, um, is the uh, petri dish yeah, with the, the blood, blood test, with yeah. the with the yeah that I love. And in this, they're like, right, open your mouth. I need to see if you've got fillings. And that was that was how they worked out with the thing because he can't because the thing can't um, like recreate uh, inorganic matter. So things like um, yeah fillings and uh, piercings and and things like that that wouldn't work. So fine, but it is almost exactly the same setup of like how to prove that you are a genuine person and not a thing. So I was just like ah just. I don't know, it felt like they just grabbed that out of thin air. They were just like, oh, I don't know, like, teeth, fillings, whatever. Like, yeah, it it bugged me. Yeah, it was just just lame. Anyway, so... We love the original thing. You know we love the original thing. We've done a giveaway for the original thing previously and we will be reviewing the thing because it is like way, way close to number one Yeah. because it is uh, an excellent, excellent film. So, super excited to be watching a John Carpenter film that you have not seen and I first, have. It's,
0: a, it's our first John Carpenter on the list, right? Mm, is it? Yeah, I think so. Is it? What else have we done?
1: i think no. it is yeah i think okay. it is um so did you want a wee little summary just <laughs> yeah, literally ripped out of uh, ripped off Ghost the internet pirates that's yes. all i know <laughs> yeah so uh people are getting ready to celebrate the centenary of their little their little seaside town um but i love this line but many had suffered due to crimes that founded this town now they rise from the sea under the cover of The Fog to claim retribution. I,
0: every time I look and hear about The Fog, it just makes you think that Scooby-Doo and the <laughs> gang are going to turn up. It's just like ghost pirates. And there's a lot of
1: to... there's a lot of green backlit Yeah, stuff, exactly. That's I what I'm love. talking about. I'm now. so ready for Yeah, this. I'm so ready so for this. So after this absolute mess of a film that we've watched this week, apologies to anyone who loves it. Please come and tell us if you do. But...
0: We're hey, looking hey, forward I love to it next that we hate, we hate the same stuff. Oh, love you. Thank you. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, thanks so much for listening. Um, you ended up getting a little bit of an extra review in there. I think we reviewed
0: like five <laughs> movies of Yay. this one.
1: Um, so, yeah, come and tell us what you think and get excited for next week. We'll be putting up trailers. I swear there's got to be some sweet uh, poster artwork for The Fog. So, we'll be super excited for that. Um, and yeah, make sure that you tune in next week.
0: Uh, so, from behind the sofa. Good night.